blessings, blessings. Thank you for joining Easter Bennett, whether this is your first time or if you're checking out another, <clears throat> excuse me, another podcast. I just thank you for being here. Um, this is mainly just my heart for the Lord and wanting to share it with others. So if this touches you, good. I'm so glad that Jesus reached out to you and your heart. This is not me. This is Jesus reaching out himself and using this to just call out the ones that he loves. And so this is mostly focused for marriages, whatever marriage means to you. I am not judging, you know, when um, Abraham married his wife, Sarah, they didn't go to the court of law. You know, it was done amongst family. So if you are married in your own special way to where you guys are dedicated to one another, you have offered your relationship to the Lord. I completely respect that. I completely respect that. Or if you are modern day married where you went to the courthouse to have a piece of paper signed or, you know, you had a wedding and you've got your piece of paper. If you feel like you needed the piece of paper to make it official, that's great, too. You're still married, you know, either way. So this is mostly for marrieds, but you can get a lot of out of this for just relationships of people that you care about as well, because I definitely did. So, uh, with that being said, I'm going to share some personal stories for you to know that I am one of you and I might have some stories of just someone that I know, uh, to show that you are one of me too. We are, (laughs) we are all God's people. We all are good in some ways and bad in others. You know, we're None of us are perfect. And with that being said, I'm going to move on. I've been doing um, the Love Dare with a group of ladies. And it's been so awesome because we're all married. That's why I said it's good for married. And just in my experience trying to do the Love Dare with my husband, we never finish it. And now that I'm doing it alone, I honestly think we don't finish it because we're holding the other person accountable. Well, you're not doing it, you know, blah, 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 blah. So let's, you know, we'll be okay without it. You know, let's just toss it aside. We'll try it another time when we're more ready, you know. And I say that because today we are talking about selfishness. And so some of the notes are when we choose um, our self-centeredness, we become high maintenance. You know, um, people have heard that word a lot. Oh, they're kind of high maintenance, you know, and you assume that there's going to be somebody out there to love them, you know, but when you put high maintenance with being self-centered, it doesn't sound that good. Um, and some examples that was given in the love dare was moodiness, complaining, laziness, or irresponsibility, or low self-expectations, but you have high expectations um, for your, your mate, but low expectations for yourself. So, you know, I did my part today. You know, I went to work. I took care of the errands. You know what I'm saying? I get that you say you did your part, but what's up with, you know, getting the oil changed on the car? What's up with these other little things, you know? Um, so you got all these expectations on your spouse, but you know, you got, you're good. You know, I'm not that bad. We all do it. We all do it, you know? Um, But if it's to the point where you are doing it and it's always causing a problem, there's always something wrong. There's a high 
chance that you are high maintenance and selfish in in some areas. Um, And I can definitely be that way. Uh, And if you are friends with me on Facebook a few days ago, I did a post or, you know, you can a live video about marriage and long suffering. I did not like those words together because patience in Bible text lines up with the word long suffering. And I was like, oh my goodness, Lord, why would you, (laughs) you know, but long suffering, you're understanding that you are marrying an imperfect person. This person is not going to spruce up after you get married, they're going to be that same person, whether you agree with it between the two of you and some other witnesses before the Lord, or if you go and get that piece of paper, you are still marrying an imperfect person that will still be imperfect for the rest of your life. You are choosing long suffering because you're humbling yourself for love. That's, that's what it is. That's, When you put it that way, at least for me, it changes the heaviness of saying you will do long suffering in marriage. No, it's not just that you are choosing to love this person in all aspects and it's good stuff. So uh, let's see here. One of the other things that stood out to me from today is that don't put off the happiness of your spouse for yourself. I am definitely guilty of that at the end of the day. I am tired. You've got it. Let me go, you know, lay up with the baby and go to bed, you know, and that is obviously time that he still has to stay up and take care of the other two babies, you know, and get them in the bed. They're old enough to be a little bit more self-sufficient, but at a certain point, I'm all about Tasha. I'm just ready to go to bed and I'm not considering him. It's not because I don't love him. Honestly, I'm like, you're grown, you figure it out. But no, we're a team. So that is completely selfish on my part. And another one that they brought up is putting unrealistic expectations and demands on your spouse. Um, It puts you slave to selfishness instead of freedom to love. So what I was talking about earlier, yeah, you went to work today, but what's up with these dishes? What's up with that oil change? You know, all of these expectations. If you weren't talking about the oil change and the dishes, you could be focusing on how much you love one another. And I'm so happy that you made it home safely. I heard there was a car accident today. You know, it wasn't you in your home. Let me fix you a plate. Are you hungry? Ah, that's awesome. You know, just making room for the freedom to love and not making them have to earn it. If you do this, then, you know, my love will be secure. No, you should have entered that marriage knowing that you're going to love a flawed person. I did not enter the marriage that way. I entered marriage thinking once we're married, I will be consistently loved and I will always feel loved because we're married. (laughs) A piece of paper doesn't do that. You know what I'm saying? A person has to be willing and going into it. That's not how I was thinking. And so it's been, you know, a learning path for me just on what that is for real to be loved um, by an imperfect person and me an imperfect person trying to love them back so yeah so some of the questions before I wrap up that were given about 
if you are a selfish lover? (laughs) Do I truly want what's best for my spouse, my husband, or my wife? Do I want them to feel loved by me? Do they believe I have their best interests in mind? Do they see me as looking out for myself first or for them first? These are some questions that have obvious answers, but do my actions show that? Do my actions really show that I want what's best for my husband? Do my actions really show that I love him? Does he feel loved by me? Do his actions show that he feels loved by me? Do do we believe that we have each other's best interests at heart? Truly, not just because we're married, but because of love. And does he see me looking out for myself first or out for him first? You know, I've already confessed that I'm not always doing that. And it's not because I don't love him. I've just gone into a selfish mode that I didn't even really recognize. So, yeah, but we all do it. It's just to the more you're enlightened about it, you have the capacity to be better, um, especially through Christ. Through Christ, all things are possible. All right, guys, have a blessed day. Bye.